The Phillies flame out in Game 7. And do you know what a wind phone is? Well, it helps people cope with the loss of a loved one. And it's coming to Northeast PA. Welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Wednesday, October 25th, and this is being recorded at 921 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories. So let's get started in Philadelphia, where it is a city that's pretty sad this morning because the Phillies came up short in Game 7 of the National League Championship Series, losing to Arizona 4-2. Corey Sharber, with our partner WHYY, has the details. While Tuesday ended up not being the Phillies' night, fans will still be looking back at the journey the 2023 team went through to make it to Game 7 of the NLCS. Brian French said regardless of the outcome, Phillies fans always stick through the team's ups and downs each season. When they're really upset, they're going to let you know. And when we're doing really well, we're going to really support you. And that's just the way Philly fans are. We're not fair weather fans. We're going to be with you there through tough times. During a post-game press conference, manager Rob Thompson congratulated the Diamondbacks on winning the NL pennant. You come in this building and beat us twice in, in this type of atmosphere, you're, you're doing some things right. In case you're still interested, the World Series will kick off Friday night at 8.03. Well, the company behind a new type of plastics recycling plant in central Pennsylvania has withdrawn a key permit application, but is still going forward with the project. My colleague Rachel McDevitt reports environmental groups are critical of it. Texas-based Encina plans to build a plant on the Susquehanna River in Northumberland County that will break down plastics into chemical building blocks to make new plastics. It calls the process circular manufacturing. Environmental groups are concerned about the company's plans to use water from the river for washing and cooling materials and to ship chemicals by rail. Eleanor Breslin, an attorney with Clean Air Council, says it's not reassuring that Encina is promising to follow all environmental laws and regulations. That doesn't mean that the community and the environment and everybody downstream and upwind will be protected. Now, Breslin notes microplastics and many types of the forever chemicals PFAS are not regulated. Encina recently withdrew its permit application for stormwater management after state regulators said it was deficient. The company needs that permit to start construction. A spokesperson says they're continuing the planning phase of the project. A bill has passed the state Senate that would require parents to opt in to allow children to view books deemed sexually explicit. It was approved 29 to 21, with most Democrats rejecting it. The proposal now goes on to the Democratic-controlled House, where it faces an uncertain future. The measure is part of a larger nationwide effort of expanding parental oversight into schools. Other state legislatures have taken up similar proposals that opponents say specifically target LGBTQ students and students of color. The bill's sponsors reject that characterization and say it would not ban any books but give more oversight for parents. A third lawyer for former President Donald Trump is pleading guilty to trying to help him stay in office despite losing the 2020 election. My colleague Robbie Broad explains how she also influenced lawmakers in Pennsylvania to undermine the results. Conservative media figure Jenna Ellis pleaded guilty to one felony charge today related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia. The Georgia case also accuses her of urging Pennsylvania lawmakers to unlawfully appoint pro-Trump electors at a hearing in Gettysburg in December 2020. Ellis later appeared with those lawmakers at a White House meeting about appointing fake pro-Trump electors in Pennsylvania. 
Ellis testified before the House January 6th Select Committee and was asked about her role in helping Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano challenge the state's election results. Mastriano hired her to his campaign for governor three months later. Ellis faces five years probation, a $5,000 fine, and community service. She's also agreed to testify truthfully in upcoming trials related to the case. I mentioned earlier this week that several of us from WITF and our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, met about 50 people in Lidditz during the latest in WITF series of News and Brews community engagement events. So in this week's edition of our weekly email newsletter, The Purple Buck, our own Scott Blanchard writes about what he heard, a challenge for both journalists and people who live in central Pennsylvania. You can read all about it by going to WITF.org slash Purple Buck. And once there, you can subscribe to the newsletter that invites you to join us in the search for credible, trustworthy news. So as I do every morning, I go through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania to look for a few stories to put on your radar because they could cover issues that may impact you and your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. The city of Lancaster's blueprint for the next two decades of development is now official. Our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, reports city council members voted to adopt the first comprehensive plan for Lancaster since 1993. It maps out suggested changes to the city's zoning ordinance to add housing and more businesses, especially in commercial centers like Park City Center and downtown. A judicial candidate is recovering after being struck by a car while putting out yard signs over the weekend. Maria Batista's campaign says the Republican candidate for Pennsylvania Superior Court was hit Sunday and hospitalized overnight. Her injuries include a hairline fracture of her collarbone. Batista is running for Superior Court in the November 7th general election. Voters will choose two candidates to serve on the court out of a poll of two Republicans and two Democrats. And now it's time to bring you a bit of a deeper dive into a story. This one is about wind phones. And if you don't know anything about them, like I didn't before I heard this story, they provide a line to help people cope with the loss of a loved one. Now, they're not attached to a physical phone line and they're not in service. Also, no one else is talking back on the other end. Kat Bolas is with our partner WBIA in Scranton, and she reports the movement that started in Japan has now made its way to northeast Pennsylvania. response would be, so we we all have that similar experience. And the last lady that was here just said, you know, she felt more peaceful after speaking on the wind phone. She felt more relaxed. The phones help keep the memory alive of lost loved ones. And that's really something about, you know, deceased ones is we are remembering them in, in our state of living. Since the phone is on Swykutsky's property, she asked that those interested in making a call contact her first by email or through her Facebook page, Dula Diane. Diane is spelled D-I space A-N-N. While the wind phones are no longer in the Dunmore Cemetery, Esty says during the tour there were some amazing and touching moments because of them. I watched some of my cast members use the phone And one of my cast members lost his father 40 years ago, and I lost my father nine years ago. And it appeared to me that the grief just doesn't change. She says it's something many people deal with on a day-to-day basis. If these phones from the past that were sitting in offices, that were hanging on walls, that are now 
the road to flea markets or, or the Salvation Army or wherever can help somebody, then that's all good with me. SD is currently working to install a permanent windfall. Reporting from Pittston, I'm Kat Ballas. A reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast and on the WITF YouTube channel. So what is the one song you are thinking about today? Maybe when you were driving into work, maybe while you were sitting at home on a Zoom call, maybe it is while you're at your cubicle. Reach out to me. Let me know all about it. I'm on Twitter. I'm at TLambert895. Would love to hear your song of the day. You can also email it to me. I'm Tim underscore Lambert at WITF.org. Now, you can check out our Spotify playlist of our song of the day. Each and every day we add one. It's called, creatively, The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, October 2023. And you'll find today's pick, It's Wildflowers by Tom Petty. And that is going to do it for The Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Be well. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will talk again tomorrow.